are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Wildcats. Before we get into the topics at hand, let's talk a little bit about rockauto.com, which is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Simply write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. An amazing selection with reliably low prices. All of the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. If you're like me and you peruse a bunch of message boards, you know the most visible player on this Arizona Wildcats basketball team is somewhat of a lightning rod. There's been controversial players here in the past. Someone like Alonzo Trier, for example. But nobody really doubted whether Alonzo Trier was good. People just questioned whether Alonzo Trier was a winner, whether you could really go far with him at the shooting guard position. Nobody doubted, though, that he was good. That is the issue, and that is the current prism that Arizona point guard James Akinjo finds himself in. On this program, I'm always going to be mindful of avoiding straw man arguments because, honestly, I think making up an argument to fill time is pretty lame, especially when you've got a lot of stuff that you can talk with. But James Akinjo is a little bit different, and I can't understand why there is basically two camps. You either think James Akinjo's good Or you think that he's not nearly good enough at the point guard spot to be able to make things happen. Growing up as Arizona fans, you know that Arizona was known one time as point guard U. And for good reason. The names are amazing. Steve Kerr, Mike Bibby, Jason Terry, Jason Gardner, on and on down the line. It was a Cadillac of a position. Over the last decade or so, there hasn't been that type of player come through here. Sure, Mark Lyons was good. T.J. McConnell was certainly the best point guard of the Sean Miller era, but there wasn't that really that generational-looking guy. James Akinjo is as good a point guard outside of T.J. McConnell as Coach Sean Miller has coached during his time at the U of A. And you can look at a bunch of different numbers. He averages 15 points a game, over five assists, a couple turnovers, and yes, The 37% isn't necessarily good enough at the highest level. But the question that I have for people out there is, what do you expect from James Akinjo? I don't know that anybody's saying to themselves that, man, Arizona's going to be able to win a national title next year with James Akinjo as their main guy. But everything I see from him says that he can be that piece that is part of a really, really good team. And he's got a lot of things that you look at and you say to yourself, all right, there's really something to work with there. He's got a good mid-range pull-up shot. He's a fairly adept passer at times. And he's played some of his best ball against some of the best teams. Where I think a lot of people do get upset, though, is that when he does play poorly, he generally plays really poorly. But is that a... Is that partially because of the players that he has around him, that he feels the need that he has to step that up? Or is that just kind of who he is? 
I think that he takes a lot of this team under on on his shoulders and views himself as okay. I am the older upperclassman here. I'm the one that has to be able to make things work. And that probably isn't fair to him, or that and that probably isn't fair to the team. But Sean Miller, when he talks in the post game presser about how James Akinjo understands the guard position now in a way that he didn't understand even six, eight weeks ago. I'm going to take coach at his word right there. And I'm somewhat bullish on next year's team. And James Akinjo is a big reason why I don't quite understand the frustration that emanates from so many different fans when it does come to the junior guard from Oakland's play. There are some head scratching things. Certainly He dribbles too much. He's not a great finisher around the hoop. But my question out there for everyone else is, what makes you look at him and say, if the right pieces around him are there, that Arizona can't return to a top 25 level? And again, there are a lot of people out there that don't believe that Arizona can win with James Akinjo. I certainly don't fall into that camp. And I think next year, this kid's probably going to have the last laugh. With Arizona's season being extended for another couple games, or excuse me, for one game, you've now got the Washington schools and you've got the Oregon school in the Ducks. This is going to be James's. This is going to be James Akinjo's chance to remind people just how good he can be, and if he can follow this USC performance up with some good games to end, I think people look at him in maybe a drastically different light. It's not fair. But again, when you're playing point guard at Arizona, people are going to have expectations of you. I just fall into the camp that I think that James Akinjo is more than good enough to win with. And I think that Arizona fans are lucky to have him, especially when you consider some of the other point guards that the school has worked with during the last decade or so. Speaking of next season, we're going to be joined by Ben White coming up next. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of keeping Sean Miller, or moving on from Sean Miller. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. And as we promised, joined now by Ben White. Ben, Let's talk some U of A basketball, and let's talk a little bit of Sean Miller. What do you say? Sounds good, Mike. Happy Tuesday. Absolutely. So, kind of like James Akinjo, there's two camps. You're either keep Sean Miller or you're get rid of Sean Miller. There's not a lot of people that are lukewarm at this point. And in this segment, we are going to talk about the cons of keeping Sean Miller around. And then in the next segment, we'll talk about the pros. So, Ben, these are my initial observations. If you're in the camp of getting rid of Sean Miller, it's kind of straightforward. You can say, we've had three straight crummy years by Arizona basketball standards. Recruiting has fallen off. Now, this current class of kids that is playing right now are actually pretty good, but they weren't the kind of highly ranked kids, though, that uh, we've we've become accustomed to seeing. Then... You still have no clue as well as to what the independent accountability resolutions process is going to is going to find out. Those are two big issues right there. You're not playing very well, at least according to Arizona standards, and you're having some issues as what's going on there. Where would you bounce those off of? I think when you think of the 
the most relevant issues when you're making the case for moving on from Sean Miller? It probably would be those two, but I think it's a little bit interesting, especially in the times that we're in right now, just because I think a lot of people probably didn't expect to get to the year 2021, and we're still lingering over what exactly is going to happen with this program when it comes to allegations, when it comes to potentially the consequences of what took place three or four years ago. Now, obviously, they are not going to the NCAA tournament or the Pac-12 tournament this year, and that was obviously self-imposed, but it's created just this big cloud over the program, and it seems like the cloud was one animal, you know, in 2017, 2018, when all of this went down, but it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger again. And I think it's created just a lot of fatigue around people, whether it's the fans, whether it's even the players, because they come into situations not knowing exactly what's going to happen. And I think it looks like when you see Sean Miller, whether it's this year or even last year, like you said, three straight years of just Arizona basketball that we are not accustomed to seeing. And I think he's probably even tired of it. And in the grand scheme of things, those would be my first underlying things to look at right there because if this isn't going to be resolved anytime soon and it seems like the ncaa is going to continue to drag their feet it's only going to hurt recruiting even more it's only going to hurt what you're able to do as a coaching staff even more and if you're able to get a new coach in there kind of reamp the program get a fresh start sometimes that's just one of those things whether you need whether it's in sports or other things it, it just seems like right now for as many positive things as we've been able to take away from this season for a season that we didn't really have a whole lot of expectations anyway. It just seems like the direction of where we're moving week after week, it just seems like a fresh start is needed. Like it really does. And I think if you're in the get rid of Sean Miller camp, you're also looking at some of these teams and how many times have we talked about, well, Arizona's going to really have to play a great game to be able to beat UCLA or to beat Oregon or to beat USC. And Arizona is usually on the other side of that where you're like, okay, man, I don't really care who you have on the other side right there. We're Arizona. You're going to have to play your best game because honestly, we got better players than you and we got more talent than you. And being on the other side of that stick is something that I think is fairly uncomfortable for a lot of people to look at and be second of all, how many times does a coach who has had a ton of success like Sean Miller had at the U of A, how many times does does that coach have that second wind where you have three or four down years and newsflash, now we're good again. It generally doesn't happen. I'm sure that there's some people out there that have had some examples of that, but honestly, Ben, they're, fair, they're few and far between right there. And I just don't know how many times you are going to find somebody that's able to make that jump back in there. It doesn't happen, and really the only examples of I can think it happening in in the coaching and, and pro program players' favor is maybe a Duke of the world or a Kentucky of the world has a down year just because maybe the recruiting isn't as good. But by and large, when you look at what's happened with Sean Miller and these teams, they're losing and they're falling short with their absolute best classes, with their absolute best players, DeAndre Ayton, Aaron Gordon, you name it. It's not like Sean Miller had a down year and 
that's the reason for why they're falling short in the NCAA tournament. We've seen this time and time again. Yeah, but see, Ben, the, the thing where I would challenge you on that, though, is the Aaron Gordon teams, those were those were some of the best teams in the country. Whereas I think your your point is well taken, though, with DeAndre Ayton. If you got DeAndre Ayton and Alonzo Trier and Raleigh Alkins and you're getting smacked by Buffalo, that's where I think you're wondering, have things kind of fallen off the – have things kind of fallen off here? Yeah, I think if if there's one game for us as Arizona fans, whether you know Sean Miller is here next year, whether Sean Miller is, is gone next year, that's probably going to be the turning point in game where you think of okay, that's where the program turned differently. That's where Arizona basketball really evolved into something that we're not accustomed to seeing and we don't like it. So I think your point is I, I get what you're saying. I just think from back to the Aaron Gordon point, I think. When you look at the direction of the, the the path that those teams took, you know, three, four, five, six years ago, especially in those games against Wisconsin, you just saw it, it's the way they lost, right? It, it's the three-point shooting from Wisconsin. It's not being able to stop Frank Kaminsky. It's Arizona's always had that one, one or two guys every single game in the NCAA tournament who has just burned them and burned them in ways that you couldn't imagine, in ways that you just didn't see in the regular season. So that's been a common trend as, as well with these Arizona teams when it comes to falling short. And it's not a good look for Sean Miller. It's not a good look for the players. And it's certainly something that the fans are not happy with. Now, there are some reasons to definitely keep Sean Miller. And we're going to talk about that next on Locked On Wildcats. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats, brought to you by betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. We just talked about some of the reasons for moving on from Sean Miller. Now, let's talk about some of the pros. First and foremost, and I know that this can seem kind of shallow and you probably shouldn't base anything off one win, but next year's team has the potential of being really, really good. And it has the potential the potential of being the kind of squad that really embraces its coach's image. You've got a point guard who we talked about earlier who I think's better than many, but forget about him for a second. You've got a guy in Azulis Tabellis who could be an all American type. You've got a Benedict Matherin, and you've got other players that have the capacity, I think, to show immense improvement. And that was never more stark than Arizona's game against USC, in which Arizona basically bullied one of the better teams in the conference, if not the best team in the conference. Second of all, a lot of people mentioned that, you know, the recruiting's fallen off, and you're certainly not bringing in the best classes that you've brought in in the past. But one thing I will say, this group of guys that Jack Murphy, assistant head coach, has brought in are kind of a different animal entirely here in that, yes, Azulis Tabellis, if those rankings are based out of a high school, he's probably a five-star kid. Kirk Kreese could have been in that same exact boat. Benedict Matherin, I can tell you, is underrated just by watching him and the metamorphosis that he's shown. Factor in, too, that these guys battle... <laughs> It, it's you got to be very careful about walking away from something you know in this type of situation, Ben. You do, and I think the million-dollar question is, and I think you have to ask yourself this if you're Dave Hickey, you know, if you're President Robbins, if you're going to walk away from this, what is the answer? 
And that's what I would love to know. And that's, I think, what every Arizona fan wants to know if they're going to make this move. Because, yes, you've got an Arizona team next year. You know, presumably everybody's coming back. A team that's getting better. And I'll say this much. Sean Miller, over the years, has no question shown the ability to get the top players in the country year in and year out up until a couple of years ago. But what's so different about, I think, this team and those teams This team, I think game in and game out, there have been some bumps along the way, don't get me wrong, but game in and game out, everybody on this roster is just getting better. And I don't remember seeing that two, three, four years ago with some of the other teams. I remember somebody like Deion Drayton comes in, how much better can he get? Obviously, that situation is a little bit different, but collectively as a team, every single guy has gotten better. James Akinjo. We talked about it, I think, after the uh, UCLA game. A guy who comes in from some place where, you know, he's a little bit crafty at the basket, has no problem scoring, but look at the shooting. Look at look at all the improvements that we've seen from a passing standpoint. Look at somebody like Kirk Risa, who's only started, what, six or seven games right now? Getting better and better, is so young, has the ability to be one of the better players in the conference. So as a team, as a whole group, I mean, this team – is as good as anybody, I think, next year in the Pac-12. Because I look at what's going to be happening next year in the conference. Obviously, USC is still going to be right there, but you might be lose. You know, you're going to lose some got top guys like Mobley and whatnot. Um, Oregon is going to be right there. They they always will have a collectively you know established group. So, but at the same time, nobody scares me. And if Arizona is going to be able to bring all of these guys back and they're going to continue to get better and better, it's really hard to walk away from that. And furthermore, I would say if you're Arizona, especially with COVID and everything going on right now, and this year being a down year in college basketball, I don't know that you have a surefire answer as to who would come in here and and rebuild this program. And Ben, you hit the nail on the head. It always cracks me up when I hear somebody say, well, I want to get rid of this coach. Well, that's cool. But if you want to get rid of a certain coach, you've got to be ready and you've got to know what you're going to be, what you're going to look for, because The last thing you want to do is fire a coach. And then, by the way, we ended up with a junior college coach or our ninth option. You've got to have some kind of trump card lined up. And if you don't, you're probably better off kicking that can down the road. And second of all, it remains to be seen how the Jed Fish hire will work out. But there also is some questions as to what kind of coach and how this administration would play this process out. Sure, they've backed Sean Miller, but the Jed Fish situation was obviously fascinating, to put it mildly, as far as that coaching search goes. So I don't really know what they are going to be looking for. And unless I've got somebody that I know for a fact that's who I want and that's who we're going to win with, I think you look at this roster right here and you say, all right, you know, maybe a contract with very little buyout and let's see how this team goes. Now, again, if you've got somebody like Scott Drew who's begging you to come to the U of A, cool. Totally get it. Totally get it. Yes, absolutely. But I don't know at this stage in the game that you're going to have that. Second of all, and you could say that this is somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but are you really going to get an established, really good head coach where you still don't know exactly what the independent accountability resolutions process, I'm sorry, I just like saying that, is going to come back with? So if you're going to make that move, Ben, I get it, but you've got to be really sh- you've got to be really sure about the decision that you're looking to make right there. And to that point, we can all be honest here. This isn't a shot at Jed Fish in any shape or form. 
But if you make a Jedfish type hire for this basketball program, these fans will revolt. This can't be. <laughs> you can't a, do that. This can't be a. You know what? I'm. Uh, we're 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 hoping that this works out. This has to be a home run hire because honestly, the fans here demand as much. And Arizona basketball is the absolute lifeblood of this city. And that's just the way it is, period. That's the way it is. I'll tell you what, Ben, you're going to be back with me later in the week. I'm going to be breaking down football big time tomorrow with uh, a lot of good stuff tomorrow. A lot of good stuff with uh, John Brogan. He'll be back. Ben, we'll talk to you later in the week. But as always, thanks, my man. Bear down. Thanks for listening to Locked on Wildcats.